Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the At Least You Didn't podcast. I'm Caroline Verdon. I'm Annabelle Buckland, and thank you for sticking with us and being part of our disastrous community of Calamity Janes, or Jameses, or anything in between. Joe. Juniper. Jemima. Jamelia. John. <laughs> Anyway, we digress. Uh, this podcast, <laughs> this podcast is filled with those embarrassing stories that you shouldn't really tell another living soul, and you should just pretend never happened. But we decide to share them with you all. You are welcome. Sharing is caring. Right, coming up on this week's episode, at least you didn't invent a questionnaire to try to snare a man, have a total nightmare on the dance floor, or humiliate yourself in front of the council. Bit of a warning, that third story contains quite a few rude words. At least you didn't Have a crush on Mick Hucknall Carpet burn your lady bits At least you didn't show the coppers your tits It could be worse Right, Caroline, I'm very interested in this one because it sounds just as sexy as all your other attempts to <laughs> snare a man. At least you didn't invent a questionnaire to snare a man come on then yeah so um firstly i was 16 okay so i was very young and naive still i'm gonna hazard a guess that you're gonna be in a minority of 16 year olds that have tried to snare a man with a questionnaire but do I mean, do continue so i was doing gcse geography and as we all know, start. much to my mother's amusement, geography these days has nothing to do with countries and where places are and the names of seas and oceans. And it has to do with really weird things like the formation of Oxbow Lakes and even more strangely, footfall through a shopping centre, which is what my GCSE geography project was on. I, to this day, don't right. know why it's classified as geography, but there we go. So there was a new shopping centre that was opening up where I lived. So I basically did a study on the types of shops that were going to open up in this new shopping centre and those shops that currently existed in this shopping centre that was already there. Basically, I liked shopping and this is an excuse to spend more time at a shopping centre. Hey, I'm with you. Yeah. You don't need to justify that to me. Exactly. I love a good shop. So one of the shops that I stood outside for a long time and took and didn't take photos, one of the shops that I stood outside of... <laughs> Get even weirder, isn't it? Um, one of the shops that I stood outside of for a long time and just counted the number of people who went past um, was a shop called Legends. And it was a really cool surf shop. And the reason why was I stood it? there was because it was just very cool, like skaters and surfy dudes going in and out, like buying cool hoodies. <laughs> so I... <laughs> realised that it wasn't just good-looking boys who went into this shop. The manager was really fit. Okay. Like, really fit. And we used to, like, have a little chat every now and then, and he'd frequently bring me out cups of tea. And I was like, well, if... When you say every now and then... Was this a regular thing that you would go for and stand outside this shop? Or was when you say... <laughs> Regular thing, regular in the sense of so, over the course of your geography project on this particular day. Because I think this is important to clarify. And then I will be asking for a description of the, so, of the surf shop. Um, 
for the like the assignment, I had to stand out there and count the number of feet for two hours. On one, one of them had to be a weekend day, and one of them had to be a weekday. But Annabelle, I'm very thorough, especially when I realise it means I can stand out outside. But I think I've, this is the point in my life I've realised that I'm a stalker. This moment right now. Oh, this is the point. This, this is this the is, point. This, yeah. Because there's just so many examples of you being a creepy stalker. Okay, it's about to get a whole my lot mistake. worse. <laughs> okay, and what does this uh, manager look so, like? So uh, he has long dark hair, like super surfy, and it's just really How long? Sur- like um, just Down below to his the bum. No, 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 like just below his shoulders. Um, okay, and he'd sometimes tie it back in a ponytail, and I just Mix thought he was the coolest bit. person I'd ever seen. Just had yeah, like a okay. swag, was just really laid back, just was just you know. Super cool. Your kind of guy. My kind of guy. Anyway, so I was meant to be there for like two sets of two hours, but he was really good looking. (laughs) I went four weekends in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I stood outside this shop and I just counted feet (laughs) Uh, just so that he could bring me a cup of tea every few hours and we could have a little chat. Anyway, um, after four solid weekends of this, I thought this probably looks a bit weird. Oh my god! Um, I need to do something else because this is odd with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something else to um, just you know take this to the next level to second base. <laughs> um, and I thought the surefire way to do this, Annabelle, was a questionnaire. So I mm, I, <laughs> I created a questionnaire <laughs> as part of my GCSE geography assignment um where I just was like oh uh what's 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 the busiest day um how many people have you ever had in your shop at once <laughs> like I mean it was proper mm, lame yeah it was proper lame gritty but then at the bottom Annabelle I wrote <laughs> contact number I had thought it through and thank goodness data protection was not really a thing like it is now hang on you you put your contact number no no I asked for his or you asked him I asked him for his contact number oh Caroline oh yeah yeah so so that's how I got his number he gave it to you I mean he gave me the contact number of the shop (laughs) but let's not (laughs) one step closer it's one step closer okay you know yeah. So then You're I thought, really right, closing the gap there. I don't want to come across like I'm too keen. Oh no. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't do anything weird. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So far, everything is completely normal. Um, so I thought, right, <laughs> yes, yes, everything <laughs> is completely normal. Yeah. Right. Next step is obviously I'm going to have to phone him. <laughs> Obvs. <laughs> so I phoned him, and he answered. I phoned the shop. He answered. I was like, bingo. It's like not one of the other people who work there. <laughs> And I was like, oh, hi. Um, I don't know if you remember me, uh, but I was like outside your shop for like a month. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering if, if if you'd found my pen because it's, oh, it's got my, no. like, it's got my name my on pen. it. And, um, and it was just, it was a birthday present. And he went, oh, no, I've not seen it. I was like, oh, okay. 
Um, shall I give you my number in case you find it? And he went, yeah, but I, I, I really don't think we've, we've got it. I was like, well, let me give you my number just in case. So then Annabelle, I gave him my number. And then what? Nothing, obviously. Because, absolutely, uh, absolutely nothing ever happened. I was, I was 16 years old. He wasn't remotely interested in a schoolgirl. Uh, and not only that, I was a weirdo. I'd been stood outside of his shop for absolutely no reason for an entire month. How am I married? <laughs> Proof that there is someone out there for everyone. Well done, me. <laughs> At least you didn't. Have a nightmare on the dance floor. Okay, so recently I've been considering pushing myself out of my comfort zone a little bit and having a bash at auditions to join Oxford University salsa team with like actual performances in front of actual audiences, okay? See, this is what always surprises me about you because you are like the clumsiest person (laughs) I know. And yet you actually do proper dancing, all different types, don't you? Like Lindy Bop and Salsa um, and well, Jive. and Thank you. you for that glittering introduction. But um, I mean, when we say proper dancer, <laughs> I mean, you do know that there is something in between the two-step in a club and being Anton Dubeck, don't you? Like there's... I, I'm not like a proper dancer, but yes, I do go to like dance classes and dance nights where the aim is just to dance rather than you know a byproduct of shots so anyway (laughs) as I was saying I I saw on Facebook auditions to join the salsa team and I thought you know what I love performance I love salsa why not join the two together but then again as you have rightly mentioned, Carolina, I'm a very clumsy person. So I thought, right, I know what I'll do. The people that run the salsa team also run these salsa nights in Oxford that anybody can go to. I used to go to them years ago before Panny D. Uh, and I thought it's about time I go back. Give it a bash, see how it goes. And then at the end of the night, I will decide whether I think that post-pandemic, I am the sort of woman that can just turn up to salsa team auditions and make it onto a performance team. So I go along to this night. There's a couple of familiar faces, but really I, I'm, I'm pretty much a stranger. And basically, Caroline, from start to finish, I have awkward interaction after awkward interaction. And it was an utter nightmare. <laughs> so at this salsa night, the majority of the music played is salsa and the majority of the dances danced are salsa but there's two other types of music that are played uh, which have a slightly different dance and that's bachata and kazumba and they're dancing a little bit closer a little bit sexier a little bit more sultry i mean they sound like pseudonyms for your private parts <laughs> oh look at those bachachas Ooh, i've got a tingle in my kazumba <laughs> Honestly, he's got a massive kazumba. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Right. (laughs) This is getting too hot, basically. So a bachata song came on. Somebody asked me to dance. And the DJ, who is also my friend, shouted over, Oh, you love a bachata, don't you, Annabelle? Highlighting to my poor partner, who has asked me to dance in good faith, 
that I am clearly hating every second. And then he started striking up this conversation with me about, oh, why don't you like this dance? Is it the dance? Is it the music? Is it the person that you're dancing with? And I'm thinking awkwardly, it's a bit of all three, my friend. And no, I know that sounds really mean and it's nothing to do with him. It's just the fact that I don't know him very well. Yeah. And we've just had two you've got to get all years close. of yeah, two yeah. years of knowing that you've got to, you know, stranger danger, keep two meters apart from everyone, and suddenly I'm smelling what this person has had for dinner and he, me, and it's just all a bit much. So he said to me, What is it? Is it the music? Is it the dance? And I said, Caroline, it's a bit of both, really. I mean, right now, I feel nothing. (laughs) You're so unattractive, I feel dead inside. I am just waiting for death at this point. (laughs) Then later on, somebody else asked me to dance. And it's very loud in this environment. And a lot of people at Salsa actually think I have hearing problems because I tell them I have hearing problems because I don't (laughs) want to make small talk. I just want to dance, okay? If I could wear a badge saying, please don't talk to me, I'm here to dance, not make friends, I would. But it's socially unacceptable, <laughs> so I just make I just make the best of it. And this guy, we've been dancing for maybe like five seconds. He said something to me. I had absolutely no idea what it was. And he said it again. And again, I had no idea what he said. So I had to ask him a third time. And it just got so awkward. So I just went, <laughs> I'm Annabelle. And I've just said my name. I just took a stab in the dark. <laughs> and then it, and then there was just no chat for the rest of the dance. I mean, paradise for me, but because it was off the back of me completely, completely failing at social interaction, it kind of tainted it for me. Oh, I forgot another one. I had a pair of tassel earrings in. And later on in the night, I was standing with my back against the wall. This guy starts slowly approaching me. And in between his thumb and forefinger, he's like holding this little dangly object and he's slowly approaching me and sort of like squinting, looking at my head, but almost looking like he's looking straight past me. So I turned around and confirmed that, yes, the only thing behind me is a solid wall. (laughs) It It must be me he's looking at. The closer he gets, I see what he's holding up is one of my earrings and he comes up to me and says is this your earring and we had the conversation yes it is oh my gosh thank you so much I think it's you know past its best now and then I said do you want to have a dance while we're here and he went nah you're all right (laughs) I had another dance with a guy and I kept on messing up like all the body roll movements I just kept on messing them up and at the end of the dance I said to him I bet you felt like that was trying to knock a knock a concrete fence post into the ground and he just went <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely terrible, okay. Caroline. The, the whole night was a disaster. So I say my goodbyes and I, I poodle off down the stairs. And one of the guys is following me. So we walk down the stairs. I'm aware that he's behind me. And we, to exit this venue, have to go out through a pub, which has now closed. And it's just the people from Salsa coming down from the function room, exiting out of the pub. And as I walked into this pub, it was completely empty. All the chairs were stacked on the tables. And I just thought, oh, this is a bit weird, isn't it? A bit creepy, a bit eerie. So I turned round to the guy who was walking behind me and said, oh, a bit creepy. Oh, no. And and, and, 
And then he looked absolutely mortified and went, what? Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not following you. I'm just, I'm just leaving. And I was like, oh, no, oh, oh, I know. Yeah, oh, no, no, I wasn't saying that you're creepy for following me. I'm basically saying, how creepy is this bar, right? And then the barman looks up from behind the bar and he's like, what? What do you mean? Why is it creepy? And I was like, no, it's just because there's no one here. Everybody is wonderful. You're all lovely. I'm not insulting any of you. I'm making an observation. Please let me go home. Please let me out of here. It was so mortifying. So sticking to podcasting. (laughs) For now, yeah. (laughs) Series three. (laughs) At least you didn't humiliate yourself in front of the council. And just a little reminder, as we mentioned at the start of this episode, this story has quite a few naughties in it that we haven't bleeped out, mainly because it's really funny. So, um, this was when we both worked at the same radio station, but I think might have been before your time. Um, so, to set the scene, everyone thinks that radio stations, if you've, if you've never worked in radio, people tend to think that radio stations are probably quite cool um, and probably quite yeah. swanky. And, um, you know, you picture that the building itself is going to be cool and there's going to be loads of celebs in and out all the time. And it's going to be. There'll be mini bars and there'll be, you know, like Prosecco water coolers. Yeah, there's probably a room that's got Crazy Golf in it. Five hour lunch breaks. Yeah. So the station that we worked at, the road it was on was really, really pricey. There were lots of. posh schools on this road that you'd have to sell Mm -hmm. quite literally both your arms and both your legs in order to get a child maybe in there for a year Um, and there were also some houses that well none of them were under two million like it's proper pricey around there isn't it um and then there was quite ironic and there was it's it's really quite (laughs) ironic when you consider the building we worked in was effectively a concrete bunker yeah uh, no windows, just a concrete bunker. And I think because everywhere else was really posh, the local youth used to like to come around, just do a little bit of design work on the building. Um, it was yeah. absolutely covered in graffiti. Um, and some of the graffiti was just graffiti, just looked ugly. And then every now and then someone would come on and would draw, you know, Boobs and willies. And then somebody who lived in the area would complain that it was bringing the tone down and the council would come round and they'd tell us to remove the stuff and we'd repaint the whole building white. And then a day later, the graffiti would all start again. Um, And it was just an ongoing cycle. And we were at the point in time where the entire building was covered in graffiti. But... There'd been nothing too offensive. It was just people's tags and like a random picture of a horse. Don't know why that was there. Um, There was uh, somebody else had drawn a pen and a piece of paper and written an ode to Shakespeare. Very weird, very posh graffiti. Um, Highbrow. Yeah, the rest of it was just standard rubbish. Uh, And then one day, somebody (laughs) came and drew a massive naked man and a massive naked woman there was a lot of pink and it was cartoon style and they were huge. Uh, the man had a rather large appendage um, and the lady had um, a ready and willing opening. <laughs> and over the top of it, they'd just written <laughs> cock flaps. And 
it was gigantic. Like, so that if if I spread my arms, probably the man's... Wow. The width I wondered of, where that was going then. <laughs> probably the width of the man's body was like fingertip to fingertip. Like it was sort of four times the size of a normal human. Like, the, so these were big. These were big bits of graffiti. Cock flaps. Um... So we'd laughed about it. We'd come into work that morning and we'd all seen it. We'd all had a, had a little chuckle. Um, and every time someone else came in and started their day, because people start their days at different times in radio stations, you know, you'd hear people laughing and chuckling about it again. And I used to sit in a room that was sort of off of the main office. So you had um, maybe just two or three people sat in the room that I'm in and I would hear someone outside in the main office talking about this and I would wheel my chair out faster than you can possibly imagine <laughs> to have a good old laugh about what was going on. It happened two or three times and um, the fourth time it happened that day, I thought, oh God, I'm like, it's just so funny. Who's the new person in this time? Uh, so I, I wheeled myself out and stood in the middle of the office as someone that I've never seen before uh, and they're talking about the graffiti and I said, I think it's the best graffiti I've ever seen. It is absolutely hilarious. Cock flaps. There is nothing, there's nothing not funny about cock flaps. No, it's not even anatomically correct. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like a cock doesn't even have a flap unless you're referring to the entirety of a lady's parts as being cock. I mean, I don't know. I have so many questions. <laughs> like, like, like a little, like a cat flap, but yeah, not exactly. for cats. But not, but for penises. Like, I just don't know. I just don't know. And, you know, the drawing was very graphic. But, but the weird thing about the picture of these people is that whilst the appendages and the boobs were very graphic, the faces were really simple and the eyes, nose and mouth were really in the centre of the face. And then there was just lots of head around the outside of it. Almost pig-like. It was very weird. It was very right. weird. So I was like, oh, I just love it. You know, like our, our pig graffiti friends. Yeah, cock flaps. Yeah. And the whole <laughs> office is silent. Oh, God. I'm thinking, why are they all really quiet? Like everyone's been laughing about this all day. And then it turns out that the person who's in our office is a person from the council who's come to tell us that there's been a complaint and we need to paint over it. <laughs> Excuse me, madam, we've had a complaint about your cock flaps. <laughs> Um, and what I hadn't realised is everyone was trying to play it down. Oh, it's disgusting, isn't it? Gross. Oh. Awful. <laughs> just, oh, it's just a disgrace. We will paint. We've already gone out to get the paint. Just disgraceful. <laughs> and you wheel yourself out and you're like, ha ha, cock flaps, I love it. I hope it stays here forever. At least you didn't. <laughs> Have a crush on Mick Hucknall. Carpet burn your lady bits. At least you didn't show the coppers your tits. It could be worse. That is your lot for today's episode. Thank you for being with us for the last however many minutes it's been. It's been a joy. Coming up on next week's episode, we have got, at least you didn't, pretend to have an injury. Have a moment in the free-from aisle at the supermarket. Or set a dinner party on fire. Look at those pachachas.